Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 5, Episode 9, titled Drama Queens. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one friable co-host. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... You are muy stupid. I have to think you are going to take over our familia. To Taylor... <laughs> The Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Joe Batanz. How, How are, are you? you? I'm yeah, everyone should know I, I I got this text message from Taylor the Latte Boy last week and he's like, Did you mail my Christmas present? <laughs> I knew it! I knew you were gonna you were gonna turn it like that. That is not how it went. You and, bastard. That and then is not I, how it And went. then I got super nervous, right? Because I was like, Oh, I had the receipt and I threw it away. I go, I, I sent it, I promise, I sent it. Right? <laughs> All scared. Yeah, I was super scared. I, I promise, Taylor. I, I did send. I did. I did. Locking sir. the windows in your house and turning, yeah. the, turning the. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, turns out yesterday Taylor was surprised. He goes, "Oh, he actually did send it because you got it. You got the yes, I sent you. I got it, it yesterday, mm-hmm. and it is. It is. I, mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, ashamed to say that it is a two XL, mm-hmm. and it is only what I can refer to as a California two XL. You're, because yeah. it's really more like a child's medium. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I, I think you're right. I, I I think I tried it on, and I was like, I was definitely fat man in a little coat. Yeah, two and, and, and I I tried it on for my husband, and said this feels small, and he's like, no, it looks good, and I'm like, I look like sausage casing, and he yeah. was like, well, I mean, if you're that's. But it, as it, we it, all it know, it looks like it fits. I'm like, fits and is comfortable are two completely different things. But as that being, yeah, go and, ahead. God. Well, this is 2020 is the year of your change, a year of being aggressively thinner. Aggressively so by the time thinner. I lose enough weight to wear it, uh-huh. it'll be too hot here. <laughs> I won't be able yeah. to wear it, but it's 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 definitely it's a it's a goal outfit. It's a it's a goal sweatshirt. Uh-huh. Um it's super soft. Mm-hmm. And the embroidery on it is beautiful. So so thank you once again. Thank you. I love it. I love that it's limited edition, and I love that I will strive to be worthy of wearing it. This gift from Afterthought Media. Oh, Captain, my Captain, yeah. Joe Batanz, yeah. so you are a podcasting Taylor. god. Yeah. Thank you so much for this limited edition mm-hmm. sweatshirt that you got me. Mm-hmm. I've never been more thankful for any gift in my entire life. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Anything you need from me, anything you want from yeah. now on, I will definitely do because you took time mm-hmm. to go to the Walt Disney Studios and yeah. got me this sweatshirt mm-hmm. that they don't make anymore. Don't make and it. You decided to give it to me, meager little Taylor the Latte Boy. Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How was that? Was that better? Put the sweatshirt on. <laughs> do you really want me to go get the sweatshirt? No, I don't. I have one right here. Oh. I have one sitting right here. Should I try it on I for Actually, you? my plan had been I was going to podcast a night wearing nothing but the sweatshirt. <laughs> I tell you that I was sitting there, sitting here bare-ass with nothing but the sweatshirt. I but will then I say, tried it on and- as the person who bought this, now that I'm actually really touching it, you're saying mm-hmm. it's soft. It is. It's very thin. Yeah, but that's – I don't need a heavy – there's like I need a heavy sweatshirt three days out of the year here in Florida. So, but there are those days where it's definitely cooler in the morning and then it warms up. So that would definitely be something to walk around, to to walk around the parks, walk around mm-hmm. Disney World. Mm-hmm. And when people see the Lucasfilms, they say, do you work for Lucasfilms? And I would say, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, 
It is nice. I don't know if I'll ever fit into it, but I, you know, speaking of, by the way, I did make an appointment today. You know, by the time this airs everywhere, by the way, RuPaul has messed with my schedule. We've been promising summer of 2020 uh, for this show, and it's looking more like it's not going to come out for the main feed until late fall. Late 2020. Late fall, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Because... As it stands right now, it's going to be season 12, starting February 28th. Then mm-hmm. uh, Nami Harder, uh, our, uh, you know, beat reporter Nami Harder in the Discord posted another thing he got that uh, All-Stars 5 premieres June 5th. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. We still have Drag Race Canada. We still have Drag Race UK. We still have Dragula. We still have... I mean, it's going to be... Again, the whole, it, starting February twentieth, it doesn't stop until again, like Thanksgiving, which is good for me, and, by the way. Yeah, but then you're going to have to push these. Are you're going to offer both episodes a week? What episodes? For five and seven seasons, five and season seven. Yeah, yeah, they'll come out in the fall. Right, but what I'm saying is because you're going to have that where that's going to get bumped right up to possibly season thirteen. Yeah, that's the point. Okay. Yeah. I'll space it out. I'll space it out. Okay. But, um, yeah. Unlike so. unlike me and the, my new sweatshirt, yeah. <laughs> you can space it out. I Ho- can. by the time hopefully by the time you guys hear this in the main podcast world, Taylor and I will be like like oh this sweatshirt's too big. I know we'll just be swimming in our sweatshirts. Yeah. How you know? Would we'll you look, ever, we'll look like Baby Yoda? Would you ever want to <laughs> get that? Yeah, exactly. Holding a little cup with our little Lucasfilm sweatshirts, we're like, oh, 2XL, I remember those days, you know? Mm-hmm. And we hold on our jeans, like like this, where they could, like, could fit another person in it. Right. Uh, my question, so anyway, so Lori and I are starting a podcast called The Pig Crew. It's a eight-week uh, limited series. And we just did episode one, and I made appointments today. For, we're going separately, because we're going to reveal our numbers in the show. Even... I don't want to get into this right now, just because it's going to detract from the show. But Lori's already like, okay, we're going to go get hydrostatic water testing. We're going to put me in a tub mm-hmm. and then measure my body fat percentage. Okay. Like when they lower the cow into the yeah. water from Lake mm-hmm. Placid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please tell me you're going to be on a swing. <laughs> I know. I oh, you know what? I wonder if they put me on a swing. Do you think they do? I'm going to find out. They put you in one of those little like hammocks. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to get in a tub of water. And then they're going to measure Please my body fat. Afterthought Media's first video podcast doing that. Oh. <laughs> Me like, ah, and I'm wearing like a shower cap. <laughs> well, you've got the sparklers. That yeah. Where you, where you reverse it, the sparklers all well, go. Yeah, the guy, but the guy says, okay, you can come out now, Joe. And I'm wearing like, you know, like the the um, the floaty with like a, 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 like, a, like a dinosaur in the front of it. Yeah. And I have like um, the big goggles and like um, uh, a snorkel. Mm. He's like, you know, we're just measuring your body fat percentage, right? <laughs> and suddenly, the rest of Afterthought Media is all standing behind you in matching bathing suits and shower caps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> going, Ooh. Uh, like, uh, what was her name? The one that used to Mitzi Gaynor. Uh, you're no, getting too Mitzi gay Gaynor. for me. I don't know what you're talking about. To be honest with the you, the one that used to do all the, the 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 old movies where she used to dive into the water. It wasn't Mitzi Gaynor. It was yeah. yeah I know what you're talking about. Uh, she was always swimming. Yeah. Um. Somebody in the chat room will know. Do we, we need some more old queens in the chat room to tell us uh, who it was. Um, anyway, so the point is that um, 
Yeah, I'm going to have my body fat percentage tested. And then Lori is too. And then on the last day of the podcast, we will reveal our new numbers. Okay. You know? Esther Williams. Esther Williams. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, so we're going to be doing that. But uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll be reporting that on the pig crew. Uh, 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 Available for Afterthought Media people. Uh, Haley's mom in the chat room has put a poster from Lake Placid in. <laughs> Can I steal that? Can I drag that onto my desktop for? I don't see why you couldn't. What are you going to do with yes. it? You know your Instagram. Okay, drawings? one of the funniest stories. One of the one of my funniest memories ever when I first met Taffy, my co-host on my other show, Pot is My Copilot. Mm-hmm. Available at potismycopilot.com. I believe um, we were talking about a friend of ours who was morbidly obese, and she used that analogy of dropping. Oh, because we were going. She was talking about her going parasailing, mm-hmm. and it would be like she was dragging in the water like the cow in Lake yeah. Placid. Mm-hmm. And I screamed, laughed for like fifteen minutes just at the mental picture of it. <clears throat> so that and that that's kind of was a bonding moment between Taffy and I talking about that. So w- okay, question. Yeah, because I, I know what you're getting ready to do. No, the, the, the paper's not, not even fun. in my hand. See, you have okay. a, the second you see me go like this, you're like, oh, you better be like, scared, right? Mm-hmm. So, what are you? Yes. You had mentioned that you were going to start the new year yeah. doing like a cleanse, a fasting cleanse. Have you yeah. started that? I haven't because I have it. I finally I picked it up. Right. The reason I hadn't started was I needed to call the company because. God bless my friend Mercedes. This is a very expensive cleanse, okay? Mm-hmm. And so she bought it for me for Christmas, and so I totally appreciate it, but you it comes in two flavors, chocolate and vanilla, and last time she got chocolate, and this time she got chocolate. And I just, when you have to have a, a, a smoothie twice a day for mm-hmm. three weeks, you know, it's one of these things where it's like, I can only take so much. Because there's not as much variety you can do with a chocolate. Because the chocolate is like a supplement you pour in. So you make the smoothie and you pour it in. So uh, with a chocolate, like it makes everything chocolate. You know, it's like, what? Can, yeah. I mean, how many things can you have with this chocolate, you know? Or vanilla you could put. You yeah, could do like, like a, fruit. You could yeah, do exactly. a multitude of things. Different things. So I called the company today and I was like, can, it, look, my friend gave me a Christmas present. I totally appreciate it. Can we switch out, can we switch out the chocolate? For the vanilla. And they're like, well, no, we can't take it back. <laughs> you can buy it. And I was like, part of me is tempted to buy it, though, because I didn't. I mean, I How didn't. much is it? Well, that because of what I'm doing, they would give me a discounted price. This thing is so expensive. They're giving me a big discount, Taylor. And it's $2 a package. You're looking at $4 a day for 21 days, $84. And that's the and that's, discount. that's the discounted price? That's the discounted price. Okay, so eighty four dollars. That doesn't seem ba- okay. What is the, what are the bottles normally? It's not a bottle. It's a powder. Okay, well, how much is the powder normally? Well, it comes with the box comes with the powder and the vitamins and the this and the that and all that together is about five hundred dollars. <gasps> oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. So th- you d- you've done this before though. Yeah, I loved it. And how much did you lose? I think about thirty pounds. Okay. Yeah. So it is a great way to kickstart the diet because I'm going to drop 20 to 30 pounds over three weeks. You okay. know? And everyone's like, is you going to get food? You, you you have one meal where you can pretty much, we have these rules on clean. You can look it up online. I'm not going to sit here and go through the rules, right? But as long uh-huh. as you have the rules, you can pretty much eat as much food as you want at that meal. You know? Okay. And so can, I could I, eat a whole cheese lover's pizza? No, that none of those things would be on the on the list. But like you can have chicken, you can have turkey, you can have lamb, you can have brown rice, you can have this. And it's not like 
have you know like a a a, a lean cuisine stuff. No, you can have as much as you want. Eat you know eat your heart content, and then okay. you have a smoothie for breakfast and smoothie for lunch, and um, I mean a smart smoothie for dinner. And okay. um, yeah, I like that. When do you eat the meal? Like at lunch? At lunch. Okay, but that works for me because I'm a lunch person. Yeah, I, I'm trying. I've had a hard time finding things to eat around here that aren't fast food. Yeah, well, same thing. Same thing where I live too. But then, but you know, the problem you run into is if you go anywhere that's not fast food, then it's actually much more. That's the sort of a, the attractive thing about fast food is a it's fast, but b it's cheap. Yeah, you know, and so. you know exactly as far as calorie content and stuff, mm-hmm. you're not you're not getting anything. Yeah, so. So I went and had tacos yesterday. Jordan is commenting. Oh, I saw that. I didn't say anything on the Instagram. You didn't say anything about my tacos or you didn't say anything about Jordan's comment? About your tacos. Do do you have an issue with my tacos? At first I didn't. And then I looked closely and I'm like, what's all that cheese on the bottom? Yeah, queso fresco. Didn't look that fresco to me. (laughs) They're good, but they're expensive. Oh, they are? How much yeah, is one they're like, taco? They're like, th- they're like $3.50 a taco. For that taco? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, it's down central, which is right by my work, which is the, like the hipster part of, of uh, it's becoming the new up-and-coming neighborhood. So all the places, it's all a bunch of, a bunch of old like uh, car garages and stuff and gas stations that mm-hmm. they're changing into restaurants. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely very much the, the style. But the weather was beautiful yesterday, and I decided now oh, that I'm going to treat myself to a couple of tacos, and it's really good. That's the same street that the burger with the blackberry or the blueberry jam is on. So when you come to oh, visit, yeah. we'll go get $4 tacos, and then we'll go down and get blueberry jam. I also want to get the, the imperial rice. Uh, no, you do not when I get Imperial, right? Well, you want to lose weight. So actually, because Babalu lost like, like 15, well, 20 pounds. Everyone like should know. Days. Everyone should know that uh, Taylor's husband over Christmas got very ill at a Cuban restaurant. Uh, and he ordered something called Imperial Rice. It, when you describe it again on here, it sounded disgusting. It's like where they take, they like debone a chicken. Oh my God. And they put it in rice and then they cook it all together mm-hmm. and then they take it out. And they pour some sort of like mayonnaise concoction all over it. So it was gross. You know, it's bad when his entire family, when he came home and said, I don't feel good. And they said, what did you eat? And he told all of them individually, imperial rice. They all made a face at him. Oh. So they they were all like, no, you don't eat that. It's it's horrible. So he, he kind of got what he deserved. But he also lost like 15, 20 pounds for a week. So he felt great. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, so uh, no, so Taylor, so someone posted on the Discord, Taylor, by the way, uh, something that you would like. I think it was Humble Pie. How about you should post it in here so you can see it. But besides that, this week, the girls put on their best fake cry while Detox chooses to really cry, and the girls participate in a telenovela acting challenge. Rolaska talks impresses the judges while the feud between Alyssa and Coco finally comes to a conclusion. Jinx Monsoon was named the winner of the challenge, while Coco Montrese and Alyssa Edwards were placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Coco lived to see another day while Alyssa Edwards was asked... To sashay away, Taylor named two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Uh, one thing that I liked about the episode was yeah. this episode was just kind of a middle of the road. Yeah, it's, it's a me. fine episode. It was, it was very, yeah, it was, it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, not bad, but not great either. But there was um, a couple of moments. I really kind of liked that we saw. For somebody that is known for being plastic, I feel like we kind of saw a real side of detox. Mm-hmm. And 
I you? liked that. And I kind you, of liked... Huh? Did you, though? Did I like it? Should I no, not No, did you it? see a real side of Detox is what I'm asking? Well, okay. Let's put it this way. I liked that whether it was real or not, it kind of felt like a fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> at RuPaul yeah. for the, for the minigame. Um, which I did not necessarily like. Um, it was a dumb mini challenge. She actually kind of saved it. Yeah. And I, I loved Jinx's look. I loved the Dia de los Muertos look. The um, Dia de los what? Muertos. Okay. Did I, what, what did you think That's I said? That's fine. I thought, I thought you said Weirdos. Weirdos. No. Dias, Dias de los Muertos um, mm. look of the, of the episode. The thing that I did not like, well, I didn't like the mini challenge, but I also... Figure that we will talk at length. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm expecting a theme that I may yeah. be wrong. That this is one of these episodes that does not hold up well. They could never do this episode now. Oh, I see where you're going. I so I, you know okay yeah we'll talk about it when we get there yeah yeah uh, I, I that crossed my mind but I, ultimately I was like whatever. Uh, okay, the two things that I liked about the episode. Um, I liked. I actually thought Maria Conchito Alonso looked um, good. I don't know how she old looks she great. Is. Yeah, and I thought she was a a great guest judge. She didn't stick her nose. In, like, she wasn't like um. What was the name of the other horrible person before during the Scent of a Dry Queen? Uh, and, oh, okay. Am- uh, Amber or something. No, so, what was her name? So Audrey Aubrey O'Day. Aubrey O'Day. Yeah, Aubrey she O'Day. wasn't Aubrey O'Day. She was, she was fine. She gave good notes and whatever, and kept her fucking mouth shut. She looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, okay, but she's also an actress. Aubrey true. O'Day is a personality who has no idea what she's doing. Whereas Maria yeah. Conchita Alonso has been around for decades at this yeah. point. Yeah. So she kind of knows what she's doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then uh, the other thing that I liked. Was RuPaul's look? <laughs> did I like okay. it? Okay, I don't remember. And the one thing I didn't like, it, I felt that they—I know what they were doing. We all knew what they were doing, but it felt by this point the Coco and Alyssa fight was dead and gone, and they revived it artificially just to do this episode. I have that down. That's the first thing I wrote as far as the previously on. They definitely are setting it up that one of them at that point is going home, where they're yeah. just beating you over the head, reminding you that it's Coco and Alyssa like did not get along for a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, all right. After Ivy's elimination, Jinx gets emotional after losing her potential life partner. Alyssa proclaims she can <laughs> skip the challenges and just lip sync for her life every week. Jinx faces off against the pageant girls and fellow comedy queen Alaska thinks Jinx should just do better. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. For today's mini challenge, we're going to play the crying game. Oh, no. Where you need to cry on cue. Everyone else put on a performance with Jinx Monsoon going so ham that she makes Alaska laugh. Detox, though, steals the spotlight and gets real and confesses that the challenge is difficult for her because it reminds her of the boyfriend she lost two years prior. Detox then cries for real and RuPaul has to excuse himself for some alone time before announcing Detox... (laughs) And Alyssa Edwards as the winners of the challenge. Finally, RuPaul announced this week's Maxi Challenge. For this week's main challenge, you'll be starring in two primetime soaps. And you'll be doing it... 
telenovela style. <gasps> One script is Casa de Locas, House of the Crazy. The other, Ella no es dama. She's no lady. All right, Taylor, we have a lot going on here. We have yeah. the opening uh, sort of teaser there, cold open. We have uh, the mini challenge. We have the announcement of the main challenge. What were your thoughts? First of all, let's, let's talk about this. The Jinx getting emotional. Ivy's gone. She's super emotional. That um, was creepy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was something about it that just seemed very like, I'm uncomfortable watching this. Normally, I don't have a problem with dry queens mm-hmm. crying, but it was just that ugly, snotty yeah. cry. And I I get that she feels, she definitely, it seems like she feels more and more isolated. So somebody that was, somebody that she felt as though was a, was a friend is gone. I can see where that would make her vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was, that was kind of a little, a little, ugh. yeah, no, no, I was, I was like, bitch, you're good. First of all, you're mostly done with the competition. So you'll see her soon. Yeah. You know, if you're really into her, not that much time away from her. It, yeah. it was sort of, and then I wonder, is it awkward when later? Like Ivy's like, Ooh. Yeah, that's that's kind of one of those that you look back at that now, and there's there parts of this that are embarrassing for. Well, I mean, for really any of them, when they mm-hmm. they know coming up, I wonder what that's like for queens, not only to be eliminated, but to know that there are going to be like ugly things that are said or ugly yeah. things that are done during episodes, and knowing, especially when you think about somebody like, or you know, an example would be Valentina, mm-hmm. where Valentina knew the "I'd like to keep it on, please" moment was coming. Mm-hmm. And was just kind of getting all of this love and adoration. Mm-hmm. And then to have it where people, she, I would assume that maybe she lost some fans because of that, at least, at least, you know, temporarily. And what that's like to know that's coming. Yeah. I also want to know what it's like, because then they go to these viewing parties. You're seeing for the first time what people said about you behind your back. Yeah. So that must be rough, too. It must be awkward. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, there's that. Uh, next, we talk about Alyssa's. Alyssa does have a weird moment where she's like, I, you know, I don't need to do good in the challenges. I can just lip sync for my life, baby, you know? And she's very extra. She's Alyssa extra this week. Well, she's feeling vulnerable. Yeah. I think she's recognizing that she's, she's not, she's not at the top of her game. We've talked mm-hmm. about the delusions of Alyssa Edwards mm-hmm. and, you know, she's had a really crappy couple of weeks as far as challenges go and that sort of thing. So I mm-hmm. think she's just trying to build herself up. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I was, well, I think at this point, there's probably this notion where you probably could lip sync your way to the top, especially that close. Now you know you couldn't, but uh, maybe right. at the time she thought well, maybe she could. Well, uh, actually, Cameron. Oh, you're right. Came Cameron close. Michaels did. No, Cameron uh, Michaels, you know, lip synced her way all the way to. The top three. To the final. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. And then also there was this moment where Jinx, um, is get, it, this seemed very producer driven, where she's like, Coco, I need to talk to you because I think you should really stop calling me a comedy queen. And I was like, why is this a discussion? Well, I th- because that happened in Untucked. The week, oh, it did? Okay. The, the, the earlier, earlier in the day. And oh, I think this was okay. an opportunity for that. But this also kind of speaks to the double standard of Coco, mm-hmm. whereas right a few minutes before, Coco was trying to tear down Alyssa and commenting on yeah. Alyssa and telling Alyssa about herself. But the second Jinx does the things being the Coco, Coco's rolling her eyes and going, I'm not talking about this. I don't have time for this, that sort of stuff, which is sort of a double standard. You know, you talk about 
the, the, the whole dynamic of Alyssa and Coco is fascinating because there is never a point in which one is the bad guy the entire season. Mm-hmm. There's never one that you think is worse than the other mm-hmm. the entire season. And this is an example of like, you know, I kind of remember having semi fond memories of Coco, but watching the season again, there are times that I really genuinely don't like her. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was going to say is, what's funny, though, is how quickly, you know, Coco and um, Alyssa are fighting, you know? Yeah. And then as soon as Jinx jumps in, they they gang up, they team up together against Jinx. Like, all of a sudden, they become, you know, allies. Well, and that, that kind of speaks to the next topic that I wanted to talk about, was the whole comedy queens versus pageant queens. Yeah. Where at this point, you really only got, you've got... Alaska and Jinx and to some degree detox would be a comedy queen, I would think. And then you've got, you've got Coco, Alyssa and Roxy at this point. Mm -hmm. So, and I guess when you think about Queens long-term over the course of, at this point, 11 seasons, Mm -hmm. who do you tend to think of, think of more fondly, the comedy Queens or the pageant Queens? Well, I clearly like comedy queens more, so obviously comedy queens. But there are people right. who well, like the, the other ones. But that that is kind of the ones that seem to be more beloved mm-hmm. would be the ones that I would think would be comedy queens. But it feels like this is still one of those examples of early on, mm-hmm. you know, season five. It's still a re- it's still getting its you know getting in its its uh, getting it. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Getting in its groove. Okay. It's getting in its groove at this point. Yeah. And at this point, it was really all more about looks up to this point. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really until Sharon kind of, you know, turned things around that that was the first time that you had somebody that wasn't just about, you know, look queens. You know, mm-hmm. when you've at this point, you've got you've got um, BB, Tyra and. Raja, who are all mm-hmm. look queens, and then you had Sharon, who was something completely different. Mm-hmm. So I think you're starting to see that it's not just that box of pageant queens, look queens, that kind of thing. But you know, I think even you know when I think about queens that I remember fondly, it's people like Jinx, it's people like Ben, it's people like um, uh, Bob, Katya, Trixie mm-hmm. to some degree. All the ones that are comedy queens seem to be the bigger personalities come through. Yeah, the only the the one Venn diagram of them that's venn diagram of that that seems to work though is Alyssa mm-hmm. because Alyssa is funny she just is the last one in on the joke mm-hmm. kind of thing where she she is one of these where she has the looks and she comes from the pageant world but she's also got this big over-the-top personality yeah. that i think is why people as far as pageant queens go people love her so much mm-hmm. yeah this is a moment where i think the show is in a in a weird kind of way making a giant turn in drag and so I think yeah. up until that point and including that point there was a thing of comedy queens versus pageant queens that's something that would be a very strange archaic argument to have on the show now like yeah. there's such a history now of the show the, the show now instead of being defined by drag drag is defined by the show uh you know hashtag aquaria and <laughs> um so so I think then that was a that was a for some bits, but to hear that argument it seemed very kind of old and like outdated to hear that argument. Like no one's having a comedy queen versus pageant queen argument. But I think Bianca is sort of the the sort of breakthrough. Who I I think it's Sharon's opened the door, you know. But Bianca's the one that just sort of just shatters it. Yeah, you know. 
And then after that, it's just not a, a discussion anymore. All right, Taylor. Uh, that said, why don't we move on to the mini challenge? They had to do this weird fake crying thing. Uh, this is one. Usually, I'm all like, why don't they bring this challenge back? This is one. I'm like, oh, I'm glad they nerded on this now, challenge ever again. The only way this would work is if it wasn't where she if she didn't try to present it as a serious. I want you to cry on commands, and I want you to talk about something, and because some of the topics were not. They were kind of offensive, some of the things that people were saying. But when you have a situation... Well, especially like when you're Jinx, joking. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the, th- the the one that comes to mind is, you know, I knew that I was really a woman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's something that that would not play well. That yeah. would not play well in certain bars mm-hmm. now. Um, but, you Straight know, bars? Jinx being the only one who kind of did it over the top where she pulled, you know, she pulled back the veil yeah. and she, her, fa- her makeup was super severe and uh-huh. and everything was the way to do that. So I was a little surprised that she wasn't one of the captains for, for the team. Um, you mentioned that, you know, we don't know if detox was being genuine or not. I kind of feel like detox was being genuine. Unless you know something. No, I, don't I don't know. know. Nothing, there's nothing. I don't know. It just, because okay. she talks about it later. Yeah. 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 She she so let's, does she talk about it during untucked? No. Okay. So let's we'll we'll bring in the elimination day discussion here too. So so everyone should know if you haven't watched the episode, they do this mini challenge where they do this fake crime. Everyone, Alaska and Jinx are doing these bits. Alyssa, are they read? It seemed like they were reading something. That they had like a card that they were reading. I, I didn't see I didn't see cue cards. I think they were just sort of making up a story as they went along. Maybe some of them but had Alyssa, notes that they wanted to write down. Yeah, because Alyssa Alyssa's not good at that stuff off the cuff, and she was like almost like reading something. You know. Yeah. Um. But, uh, and so they're all being kind of funny about it. And then it cuts to Detox, who's like, you know, I know you're all being funny, but sitting here reminded me of a horrible thing that happened to me two years ago. My boyfriend died, right? And I was thinking about it, and she starts crying, and then, you know, RuPaul has a boner. But then later on, (laughs) I got to thinking, and I was... This is a crock of shit. Well, what's the quote again that Bianca tells Laganja? Um, I got thinking about everything you said is a lo- is a crock of shit. I yeah. think she does say it's a crock of shit. Yeah. Because then she's like, they had broken up, right? And like the guy was stalking her and was threatening her, and then he turns up dead and she saw the body. And I'm like, if you oh Taylor. Taylor. Okay. If you had a, I see Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you had a boyfriend mm-hmm. and you broke up with him, okay? Or I think she said she broke up with him, right? Yeah, I think so. And then he started stalking you. Okay? Mhm. And you to the point where you're like it's really freaking me out. I think she said it freaked her out, okay? And then he turned up dead. I can see being, it's a very traumatic thing to happen. It's a very violent thing to happen, you know? A violent end to this. I can understand that. But then two years later, are you still crying about that? Well, okay. Here's my thought. One. On camera? I've seen a lot of messy relationships Mm -hmm. sitting in my therapist chair. 
Yeah. I hear a lot of messy stories and, and people who do still have consistent contact with ex-boyfriends slash stalkers slash that kind of thing, because it's just, it doesn't make sense, but it does. So in that regards, I can see that possibly happening. Mm-hmm. Now, here's the second part of that. She's talking in the, in the mini challenge about this feels a lot like, you know, a bunch of people sitting around talking like in a group. Mm -hmm. But then she mentions during the, during the elimination day setups that she never saw a therapist or she's never talked about this with anybody before, Mm -hmm. which I thought was an odd thing as far as the, so if you've never been to a support group about this, how do you know that this is what a support group feels like, Mm -hmm. you know, other than it is the stereotypical support group. So I mean, maybe this stalker boyfriend is the same as uh, Alexis Mateo's military boyfriend that, you know, she just wants him to come home, Poppy. Yeah. Because that's been well established that he didn't really exist. She made up that story. Oh, it is? So, yeah. Yeah. They talk about it on uh, Race Chasers all the time. Uh, that she admits so this or that they just think this? She pretty much has admitted this, that he didn't really exist. Oh, okay. That he, he, she made up a story. Um, so, I don't know. It just felt like we usually see her... I usually see detox as very polished mm-hmm. and very much of the, you know, I, 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 I've got my shit together. And so to see her vulnerable like that, whether she's acting or not, was refreshing in some way as a viewer. Mm-hmm. You know, now, that being said, mm-hmm. whether she was being genuine or not, the fact that RuPaul voted her as one of the two winners mm-hmm. is kind of gross. Mm-hmm. Because okay. that says that Rupa, that tells me that RuPaul wanted genuine crying. Oh, I think RuPaul was surprised. Well, yeah, no, Je- RuPaul had a look on her face like, "Oh shit, what did I get myself into?" So yeah. it felt almost like a mercy. Yeah, you know, it felt like a mercy win mm-hmm. versus a genuine win. Because I think I think Jinx in particular should have been one of the winners because she was she was trying to be funny and she was she was giving you a moment. Yeah. Um, look, I, and I'm not saying that you can't cry. I've been in therapist's office where I'm telling a story that has never made me cry in my life. And I start telling the story. And I start crying. You yeah. Know? But to me, to be in a situation where there are cameras and lights and everyone's clearly playing it for laughs and you're in this competition. Why would you? I mean, that's just it doesn't seem like a conducive place for that to happen. OK, but think about think about Roxy a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. where she's, st- you know, she started thinking about the mom on the bus stop thing and got herself to where she was doing the ugly cry. But that on came stage. up organically. Well, okay, but this this may have happened organically in that if she's the last one to go around, mm-hmm. and I know I know there's the power of editing and she might yeah. not have been, but she's sitting there listening to all these other stories and getting herself worked up, mm-hmm. thinking about stuff, and then to talk about it, maybe it will I mean, we'll never know. We'll never know whether it was a genuine or not, but it felt genuine to me. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, there she and uh, Coco, I'm sorry, Alyssa, are named the winners of the challenge and become team captains for the main, um, for the main, for the two uh, groups. And the groups are broken up as follows. There's one sketch, the team detox called uh, Ea No Es Dama. Okay. And that's, it's just basically, it's Alaska talks. It's detox, Roxy, and Alaska. And mm-hmm. in Team Alyssa, where the name of the show is Casa de los Loca, Casa de Locas, it's Alyssa with Jinx Monsoon and Coco Montrese. 
Uh, and so that one is set up too. Now, I like uh, uh, you know, as I often do with these shows, I broke it up into teams. Yeah. And let's start off with Team Detox. Over in the workroom on Team Detox, Roxy and Detox yuck it up while Nervous Alaska sits quietly in the corner. Alaska confesses that she's not happy with the reformation of Alaska Talks and worries what that could mean for her come judging time. During the table visits with Rue, Detox pulls focus when Alaska speaks and is a little bothered when RuPaul tells Detox that she needs to bring some extra effort in the challenge because she hasn't been bringing her A-game. Later, Detox is a little annoyed that Alaska and Roxy think that she should get rid of a silly mask she planned on wearing during the acting challenge. And during the filming, Roxy struggles with the pacing of her lines while Detox takes a long time to use one of the props. It all seemed to pay off, though, during the final product as the judges laughed at the performances in Ea No Es Dama. Taylor, your thoughts on everything Team Detox? It might as well just call it Team Alaska Talks. Yeah, it was Team Alaska Talks. Uh, I thought it was it was definitely the better of the two. Okay. Um, I thought that all three of them did a good job. The, the scene in the beginning where the, where it was Roxy and Detox talking and yucking it up in Alaska, kind of sitting there. I feel yeah. like we've seen that before earlier in the season. Yeah. When the, I think when they were doing the uh, "Can I get an Amen," mm-hmm. it fe- it felt very reminiscent of that. Um, and this is also where you see at this point Alaska, especially when she's talking out the whole thing of you know I don't want this scene as you know a, you know the click coming back together and that sort of thing. Where you mm-hmm. see that she's thinking long game mm-hmm. here, whereas I feel like maybe Roxy and Detox are just trying to get to the next, the next. Uh, what do you call it? The next uh, challenges, mm-hmm. the next, the next week. Um, so, and that shows why Alaska is a uh, force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Uh, to me, there wasn't. I, I think actually, with true, this is true with both teams. I think when you get to this stage in the competition, they all kind of gelled. I mean, and, and we. Oh, actually, this is this is you know um, our guest last time, or somebody had pointed out that. What we are seeing now, starting this episode with Ivy gone, this is the giant bulk of the cast of All Stars Two. Yeah, you know, this is what we're seeing yeah. here. Pretty much the cast of All Stars Two, with exception of Jinx, who won season five. So um, these are like all every single one of them is considered an All Star for sure. Yeah, not even, not even yeah, without a it's, doubt. It's a strong top six. It's yeah, definitely it's, one of the strongest top sixes they've had. But. You know, yeah, but what I'm saying though is, in terms of like, oh, they're fucking up. There's not much to put in the challenge. No. You know, no, they're there trying isn't. to find what can we do here narratively, and there really isn't much. You know, I'm sure even just Alaska was just tired, or you know, or maybe Roxy and Detox have been doing this for you know, like, okay, we're done. You know, yeah, we get it. Ha ha. Like when Lori and I are on the show with Taylor, and you guys can't see this, and Lori and I are going on one of our giant riffs. So you can see Taylor's just like, oh god. <laughs> Babalu's yelling at him in the back. Well, because there, there's not a chance for me to jump in. There isn't. Very rarely is there a very is there a chance to, for me to jump in. I just like to sit and listen when I, I like to feel like I've got a front row seat yeah. to the Joe and Lori show. And what a show that is, Taylor! <laughs> what a can show. we can we talk about Wilmer Valderrama? Valderama? Yeah, go ahead. I'd like him to do things to me. What? D- dirty things. <laughs> it's so funny because when he was on that 70s show, I did not think he was cute at all. No. No, he wasn't cute then. 
but it and, and I, 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 he kind of strikes me as somebody who years from now is going to be kind of like at the Playboy Mansion all the time, like when he's in his forties and stuff. He's going to be weird, like kind of a the Playboy Mansion work. is a private residence now. <laughs> and they're like, uh, sir, this has not been the Playboy Mansion <laughs> in about ten years. Well, okay, but that that whole that whole thing yeah. is what I was what I mean. Um, but I I just think he's super super cute. I'm looking it up now because this might be peak Wilmer Valderrama. I don't know what he looks like. No, he's still pretty fucking hot. <laughs> oh, that's right, because he's on that like he's on these one of those like murder shows my parents like, like NCIS or something, or like CSI or he's on one of those shows. So, what are your thoughts on telenovelas? Did you grow up watching them? No. Is that something that was now? No, I had a very American growing up. I mean, a very American upbringing, watching like the Cosby Show. My parents don't watch that stuff. They don't watch any Spanish television. Or okay. Did uh, so, Babalu watch that stuff? I think he watched a couple of them. Mm-hmm. He watched a couple of them in Miami, but uh, I don't really know of any specifically. But uh, what were your thoughts as a as somewhat of Mexican descent watching these? Did, were you offended at all? Do you? I feel strangely like- was. Like, I remember there was a challenge. I can't remember what it was. I think it was the, um, what's the name of that artist that they did the challenge where you had to dress like her? Frida Kahlo? The Frida, wasn't there a Frida Kahlo challenge during season eight? And I remember being really okay. offended by that one, right? Mm-hmm. But um, this one didn't offend me too much. I don't know why. Because I think, I don't know. I didn't, I, I wasn't, I didn't find it particularly offensive. I don't, I, I don't know why. I just didn't. Th- I mean, it was dumb, you know, like they kept saying like dumb, corny, like Latino things, you know, like um, they, they they threw in every kind of obvious Latino language yeah. joke, you know, Spanish. That was that I have that on here that that Rue was pretty much doing the equivalent of what she did for Drag Race UK of everywhere. That, yes. where there was a, there was a, there was a, a dry race board of where the producers came up with every single, you know, I G Wawa and all yeah, that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. And coming up with things to say and it was I, look, no. look some of them they make me laugh like i think during the runway they, they talk about someone's chichis uh-huh. <laughs> and it made me laugh so like it was dumb it was silly for some reason it didn't it didn't seem to come from a negative place so i didn't have a negative reaction to it and it felt like okay. everybody was having fun with it i don't know why the frito frito Kahlo challenge though like got on my nerves in season eight but this one i i i i, I thought i thought i saw for what it was so what did did, did babalu watch it with you uh yeah, he didn't really say anything about it. I, I just because, I just have yeah. a feeling if they tried to do that in season twelve, people would take offense to it. They could do it in season twelve. I don't know if they could do like the accent and the that that got a little giving her a mustache and like there are certain things I probably would stay away from. But I think you could redo it. It, it is a fun challenge. Yeah. Did you? So you grew up very Americanized. Did you yeah. used to watch soap operas, or did you watch like nighttime soaps or anything when you were a kid? No, I didn't. Um, I didn't watch soap operas either. Or any nighttime soaps? My parents didn't watch those shows either. Um, the uh, the closest. It's weird. Like I didn't even watch nine hundred two one zero except later. Like later in life, maybe I'm like early to mid twenties. Someone says you never seen my nine hundred two one zero. Like no. And then I got in this huge. I go, I'll watch an episode. I didn't realize what a soap opera that was. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, my God, what is, what's going to happen to her? Brandon, you know? And yeah. then I started, I, I, I did a deep dive where I watched like three or four seasons of it. And then um, 
Uh, well, it got more soapy as it went in the beginning. It was really kind of more just a this is what's going on in these kids' lives. Right? I don't think I saw the early ones. I think I saw like the middle late ones. Okay, where it was very very soapy. Strangely, I also got wrapped up into the soap opera, which I should probably start watching it again. It was I don't I suppose I saw it on one of the TV channels like the old, but I started watching Dark Shadows. Oh, Dark Shadows! Some of those old Dark Shadows are fun to watch. Just. From how badly they're produced. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get the boom mic in a lot of shots yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's so. terrible. But uh, but that one's a great because it's weird. It's a weird soap opera because it's like like a spooky like Adam's Family soap opera. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a vampire, and they they've done well. They did a horrible Tim Burton movie a couple of years ago, but there mm-hmm. was also a series in like the mid two mid nineties, I think, where they mm-hmm. kind of brought it back. Oh, was it good? I don't know. It wasn't on very long. It was like a nighttime soap. The problem is the part of the charm of it is how shitty it looks. Yeah. You used to be able to watch those, I think, on Netflix. They're still, I think they have them all on Netflix now. I think for a while they only had a few seasons. Now they have them all on Netflix. Okay. Oh, that might be, that might be fun to torture my husband with every night. Let's watch a Dark Shadows. Yeah. Dark Uh, Shadows are the new Bon Appetit videos. We'll watch those instead. Yeah. We're not going to torture our audience with Bon Appetit videos or anything (laughs) like that. I feel, I I listen, listen back, I'm like, God, we have to make people sit through Bon Appetit talk and Star Wars talk, <laughs> and by the, these are gonna be a year old by the time they hear them. And uh, right, Andy's probably gone by then. Um, you had this theory that okay, no, we'll talk about it after the show. All right, team over on Team Alyssa, the team's namesake Alyssa Edwards is going over the top with her lines while also believing that Coco Montrese is conspiring to throw her off her game during the table visit with Rue, Jinx learns she may have been doing an Italian accent the whole time, and Rue Paul laughs at the thought that Alyssa cast her archenemy Coco Montrese as the ugly maid. Later in the workroom, Alyssa goes through Jinx's wardrobe to find something for the filming, but Alyssa's back roll seem to be getting in the way. During the filming of the scene, Jinx does well, Coco keeps screwing up her lines, while Alyssa Edwards finds it difficult to have an orgasm. The final product had its highs with Jinx, but seemed to fall apart in an amazing way, I think, with Alyssa Edwards <laughs> Uh, Taylor, your thoughts on all things Team Alessa and uh, La Casa de Locas? Uh, the one thing that I noticed was that Coco's outfit changed halfway through the... Yeah. yeah, where all of a sudden she was back in the maid's outfit when she was standing between them. Yeah, that and was saying, weird. And saying, like, the chimichanga and the other yeah. and the other things that she was saying. Um, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't as good. It reminded me of All Stars 2 with the doo-wah, doo-wah. Where <laughs> Alyssa just didn't seem to know what she was doing, and but she I love very that. reserved. I know, I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> I think that I mean, Jinx gave a hundred and ten percent, and that was that was awesome when she was riding against the, the chair mm-hmm. and and rolling around on the ground. I thought that was that's the type of shit that Rue loves. Yeah, you know, it was again reminiscent. You look and think of the next season mm-hmm. of the final four with Darian Lake with the sissy movie. <laughs> Where she throws herself on the ground and everything where they show rumors she's like holy shit and she goes back and gets her yeah i mean so i think that that is just rue loves that just over the top yeah. ridiculousness yeah and it showed here yeah uh yeah 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 there's not much to say it, it, in fact the sketch you know what's funny is look it, it, hindsight is 2020 okay mm-hmm. and um we've seen a lot of sketches since then some very yeah. bad sketches, you know. In the grand scheme of things, uh, Casa de Locas is not horrible. It's no, it's actually no, fairly good, all. you know. Uh, it's actually probably one of their better sketches. And so, um, yeah, it's fine. It's not as funny as the one with Detox and Alaska and uh, Roxy, but 
It had, but but again, I think might be even funnier because it's so bad. Because Alyssa is so bad and Jinx is so good. So you yeah. have the greatness of Jinx, <laughs> and then you have Alyssa. Point. It's her way point. of talking and the the horrible. What? Why couldn't she do an orgasm? And they literally say, just copy what Jinx is doing. Yeah, she does you like just got to bring scene. yourself to that level. That's just that's just you know making all the weird noises and rolling around on the ground. Yeah, it's, but she couldn't do it, and it's so weird. I don't know. I loved it, but anyway, yeah. But there's not much else to say about it. It's elimination day, and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Everyone seems to gang up on Alyssa. Jinx is confident in her Dia de los Muertos look, while Roxy is dubious. Detox is single and doesn't know if she's ready to date again after her crazy stalker boyfriend's death. And finally, Detox confesses that she and Roxy are getting closer. We've discussed the detox stuff, but uh, what about this? Uh, everyone starts ganging up on Alyssa about the you know the outfits and the this and the that sort of continuation conversation we had earlier. But then also we have the thing with Jinx and her outfit, and then we're starting to see now the early signs of Roxy's just not having it with Jinx. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, which is weird because there are moments in Untucked where it seems like there is a mutual respect between Jinx and Roxy. Mm -hmm. So you sort of see these where they keep showing Jinx or Roxy saying really not great things about Jinx. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're, they're building towards that last, those last couple of episodes of the Mm -hmm. last couple because, because, you know, as much as I've talked about season five being the bullying season, we haven't really seen it to the degree that I expected to at this point that I remember it being, maybe it's because it seems so much stronger Mm -hmm. the next couple of, the next couple of uh, episodes, then that's kind of what stayed with me the the tail end of the season. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's weird. It's weird because because they just they seem to like each other in certain moments, and then in other moments they show Alyssa or they show Roxy just kind of making faces and saying really shitty things about Jinx. Yeah, but I think hasn't Roxy talked about this, and we'll see what the evidence is and whether it supports that that it's a bad day or bad couple of days, and they made it you know they made it seem like it was all the time. Yeah, so. All right, well, Taylor, I have a very big news for you. Yeah, it's time for the, the looks. looks. <laughs> uh, the category is this week: Latina glamorosa eleganza. Your thoughts, Taylor? Uh, my two favorite looks were, as I said, one of my favorite things about this episode was Jinx's look, the Dios de los Muertos look, um, and I loved Roxy's look. I thought Roxy looked super hot in with the jet black hair mm-hmm. and the red, um, the red outfit with the black corset and the black gloves. Mm-hmm. I thought she she looked she looked amazing. Um, my least favorite looks were definitely Alyssa. I don't know that it was one of the worst looks in yeah. five seasons, like That's Santino crazy. said. Uh-huh. It w- it wasn't a good look. It looked messy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to think of who else was left. I thought Detox's look looked lazy. It was basically a pantsuit with a sombrero. Was it even a pantsuit? I thought it was just a dress. No, it's a pantsuit. Oh, detox. Yes, yeah, no, yeah. detoxes was. I, I got detox and Alaska mixed up for a oh. second. Detox. Yes, I thought it was. It, yeah, lazy is a really good. Word. If it wasn't for the sombrero, you wouldn't have ever known that that was the that that was the theme. Uh huh. So and then really Alaska like was Alaska was just okay and. I know people talk about this look for Coco being an iconic look. It was mm-hmm. fine. I like it. I wasn't necessarily a huge fan of the color. I loved the sleeves, but mm-hmm. it was just sort of in the middle of the road. Everyone should I put some chapstick right now while Taylor was talking. Did you see me do that, Taylor? I did see you do that. Was it erotic? No, not at all. Do you want to watch me put on chapstick? I could put yeah. chapstick on right now. We're going to okay, watch Taylor so. put on chapstick. Here we go. Ooh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. 
I'm so yeah. wet. Yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> we just lost 100 That was me shooting ping pong balls out of my ass. <laughs> and that's the looks. <laughs> that's the looks. On the main stage, Roxy Andrews, Alaska, and Jinx earned high marks, while Alyssa, Coco, and Detox were not so well received. In the end, Jinx Monsoon was named the winner of the challenge, while Coco Montrese and Alyssa Edward were forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. After all was said and done, Coco lived to see another day, while Alyssa Edwards was asked to sashay away. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Well... uh I told you not to watch Untucked. Good. Yes. And Untucked, the reason I told you not to watch it is it was a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of a lot of scenes of people just kind of looking at each other while they took sips. Like where yeah. they, 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 they were looking to fill space. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that happened that I thought was interesting was when they were going down the panel yeah. for uh, during, during deliberations mm-hmm. or during eliminations, mm-hmm. Alyssa had that weird moment of where she sort of was like talking a lot and she was oh, saying yeah, way too yeah. many things. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, the reason why, and I have a feeling this is my theory on Wait, this. Wait, hold on for a second. That- Everyone should know during the judges' critiques, uh, yeah. they were critiquing Alyssa. Uh, Santino, with his no drag knowledge mouth, told Alyssa it was one of the worst outfits he's ever seen in five seasons. And then she goes in this weird disconnected sort of rant and then Coco interrupts her. And yeah. it's, a, it's a rant. I don't even know what it's about. But she can lip sync, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, go, sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. Right. Well, because what they do is they show in Untucked mm-hmm. that there was a question mm. of where Rue asked the question, who should go home this week? Oh. And everybody said Alyssa. Oh. So it makes sense that that response is probably to when Alyssa was asked, mm-hmm. you know, but they kind of merged it together to where it made it look like she had this crazy cuckoo moment. Yeah. When Santino was talking mm-hmm. now, and that was one of the unta- that was one of the you know untucked exclusives that they showed. Okay. Here's the other thing that they showed during that was at one point Rue asked all of the girls, "Okay, so we've said who should go home. Who is your biggest competition here?" Oh, and I thought that was such a great question that I really wish they would bring that back mm-hmm. for for future seasons because most of the queens that were on the stage said Jinx. Oh, really? Including Roxy, where Roxy mm. said, I feel like this is, you know, Jinx is it. And Jinx said during it, you know, while I appreciate that, you guys all saying that scares the shit out of me because now I feel like I've got a target on my back, whereas mm-hmm. I didn't before. You all said that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a good way for people that maybe feel like they're doing really well to kind of, re- you know, where people, other people recognize it and it kind of plays with their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that was sort of. Not a bullying moment, but they got that was the last little bit of the episode of Untucked. Mm-hmm. But Roxy and Jinx have a conversation of where Jinx, Roxy says to Jinx, I'm coming for you now. You know, uh-huh. now that everybody thinks that you're the top one, he goes, you know, I've got tricks in my bag, too, that I haven't shown. Mm-hmm. You keep talking about all these tricks you have. Well, I've got some tricks, too. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't said like in a. I mean, I don't think it was a bullying, but I think it was a. You know, some of this may be Roxy trying to get into Jinx's head, and where mm-hmm. this is this is an example of that of where this is starting. But they chose not to show that in because it happened in one in the Silver Lounge or whatever. So yeah. I guess they technically wouldn't show it in Drag Race. But I thought I thought that was interesting. So that question, I would love to see that question come back in future seasons. Who's your biggest competition here? Interesting. Uh, one of the things I was going to say because I only watched the episode proper is that. Alyssa, during the the last segment when they do the the exit interview, 
And Alyssa talks about, you know, I made it to the top six of this sh- great, you know, this show that is such an important thing for drag queens. And I was like, this bitch doesn't know how huge she's going to be. Like, this yeah. is a person scene that she thinks, okay, well, this is, I'm going to get what I can from this. She doesn't realize the phenomenon it's going to be. And that's kind of cool to see. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't but- think any of them realize. I mean, at this point, it's not, I mean, the machine is starting to build up, but it's not the machine that it is now. Well, no, but also I would say at this point, there have only been maybe 60 to 75 queens. and But we're at peak drag race. I mean, I'm saying four, five, and six are peak drag race so that they're the ones that the show actually launches. Or they don't have that much competition. They can make name their quote at the clubs. Now it's tough now for girls because there are close to 200 girls you know, in the yeah. competition who are competing now for these same spots. And is there really to, that many? If you think no. about it, yeah. Wait, let me see. We have Taylor. We've had. We're going to okay. Right now, we'll say we're at eleven seasons, right? Okay. They have and there's average girls. thirteen girls. Yeah, thirteen to fourteen. Oh, average thirteen. Well, no, remember. Like, well, let's even go since because season eight. Remember, they ended it right at a hundred. Okay, so the, the it was at, at season eight. There's exactly a hundred queens as of season eight. Okay. okay? So nine, we're going to say you have so nine, 10, 11. Oh, okay, so let me see. So you figure, well, 11 had what, 15? Did it have that many? So around the, the neighborhood of 40. They've been like 40. Okay, so we're like at okay. 140 queens who are out there. Yeah, but um, still, that's a lot That's a lot more competition than 60 or 7. That's double. Yeah, double, double what it is now, that. yeah. But you also see, like, you know, thinking about who's the first one to go home. Penetration was the first one to go home, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The season. Mm-hmm. And you don't hear anything about penetration. Yeah. But even when you have people like Kahana and um, who was the little Muslim one? Jazz? Mercedes Iman Diamond. Yeah. Like, you, you, they're still, they, they still get bookings and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, even at this point, this machine has gotten so much bigger that even like some of the first girls that went home, they consider that to be, I got on the show. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about Magnolia Crawford just wanting the publicity yeah. and how shocking that was at the time. You yeah. bring that up, you know, multiple times over multiple seasons. And we're seeing that all you really need to get to this point is you just need to get on the show. Yeah. You know, well, this, whereas, season, this season is the proof of that. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, we'll, I'm, I, you know, in the 80s, and there's been a documentary about this in the, I think the late 80s. I think it's around mm-hmm. then. Uh, there's a book about this documentary about this. There were like a ton of comedy clubs in the country, a ton, and you could actually, as a comedian, make uh, a living as a stand-up comedian just because there were so many clubs and they would pay you and you would go there and you know the pay was good. And yeah. and then all of a sudden there was this glut of comedy clubs and they all died, you know. And so then the comedians were out of work and it just. The, the the crash it, was, I don't, it has a name for it but basically the comedy scene crashed and i feel we're gonna see that because we're getting to like glut peak drag you know where it's like there's just too many fucking drag queens and at a certain point uh, the the audience's interest in going to see them live is going to dissipate yeah and uh there's going to be a lot of out-of-work drag queens oh, and only a few if any will survive I feel Bianca survives. Trixie? Maybe. Trixie's got her music to, and the makeup stuff to go on. Yeah, the so. viral stuff and stuff like that. But, like, 
There's only going to be a, a, a handful who can continue to make a living doing this. And, and I don't know when it's going to happen. But it, I think it it's going to happen sooner than later. Yeah. Where I think we're going to start to see that. Yeah, there's going to be a crash at some point. Yeah. So, uh, well, on that note. <laughs> that, <laughs> that happy ray of sunshine. That's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 5. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself... Sashay away until next week. Oh, by the way, Jeffrey Thunderbear needs you to know that he donated. Okay. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. You can also follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash drag race recap. If you want access to more drag race content and other afterthought media shows, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthought media. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at PIMC Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C., Calm and Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sermet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J., Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Jordan Darling, Haley Sklans and her mom, Sandy Romero Ruiz, and Eve A. Adams. Paul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.